Tuesday the 9th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Dan McHugh and I'm joined by the legendary Shane Lee. <laughs> Big call. How are we, Dan? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, um, did you see the King Charles coronation on the weekend? There's been so much media around it. Did you mm. catch that? I did, mate. It was fantastic. It was uh, I watched, um, I didn't get a chance because I was out most of the weekend, but I watched the uh, highlights last night and... Uh, yeah, a lot of pomp and ceremony was fantastic. So I was actually, it, it got me thinking because, you know, King Charles has always been, well, Prince Charles, and he was yep. always a very slim bloke. And I was thinking, okay. you know, as I get older, it's very easy to get fat. So he must be doing some <laughs> exercise, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had a little look and I saw, do you remember that Diana? They always show that clip of Diana running a race at um, In the school? Williams School Carnival. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. yeah. Yep. So apparently there's actually photos of Charles running a race on that day as well. Okay. Don't think he won. <laughs> but uh, so I, I Googled uh, how fast can King Charles run? Right. Thinking I'm going to get some, you know, like a uh, legendary story about how he actually used to be yeah. really good at running mm-hmm. or something. But instead I got a whole bunch of articles about um, – Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> and how humans can actually outrun a T-Rex. And so I spent the next 20 minutes reading about that. So instead of going down a rabbit hole, you've gone down a dinosaur hole there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Today on the show, we'll be diving deep into the world of sport, cricket, tennis, basketball, NRL, AFL and more. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade, it's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Manus Labashane tonked a brisk century, the 28th of his first-class career at Headingley and Leeds over the weekend, Shane. Yeah, so uh, a few of the batsmen are over there at the moment. Uh, all eyes are on the vice-captain, Steve Smith. He's got a nice 70, uh, but just up the road at Headingley, as you mentioned, um, Manus Labashane really stole the show, 170 not out. Uh, that's his, I think, ninth hundred for Glamorgan. Not this year, but uh, he's been playing there for a few years. The day before, his teammate uh, at Queensland and at Glamorgan, uh, Michael Nessa, um, they bowled Yorkshire out for a hundred. He took seven for thirty-two, including a hat trick. So he might be a little bolter for the Ashes squad now as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a really really good start. It's good good to see our numbers number one, sorry number three and number four scoring runs in Labuschagne and Smith. Hey, how competitive is the county cricket over there? Like, can can you compare it to IPL, or do do better players go to one or the other? Well, it's a bit different. So the over there in the county cricket, you play well. You were playing three forms of the game, which is. Uh, first class cricket which goes for four days over there um, you play a one day competition and a Sunday league um, it has been very very strong over the years um, but a lot of players now are not choosing to go and play the longer version of the game in county cricket because they can just go around to all the satellite tournaments and play T20 cricket and earn a lot more money so um, but for a lead up for an Ashes series you need to be batting 
long periods and bowling long spells, hence why the guys are over there playing county cricket at the moment. Right, because we've got the World Test Championship uh, Australia versus India in June. Yes, and then directly followed by the Ashes Series, which is probably the most important Ashes Series for this bunch of Australian cricketers in a long time. Can I give a, a weird, quirky fact about Leeds? Uh, you know how yep. um, when you Google a place, they try to tell you how great it is, and they yeah. usually have like 10 factoids. Apparently, the carbonation <laughs> process was invented by a man named Joseph Priestley in Leeds right. in 1767, so they invented fizzy drinks. There you go. But then uh, Jacob Schweppes, who we've all heard of, <laughs> yes. he was the first to commercialise it. So Schweppes has actually been around for like 300 or 250 years. Making people fat everywhere, including the king. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at the tennis. Carlos Alcaraz defeated Jan Leonard Struff yesterday or Sunday to win second straight Madrid Open title. Yeah, um, Alcaraz uh, is in really, really good form. He's the current US Open champion because Novak Djokovic couldn't play last year due to COVID restrictions. Um, but yeah, he's he's an unbackable favourite, I think, for the French Open, which is coming up in just next month. Um, he's only 20 years of age and he will... Um, just by playing one game in the Rome Masters next week, he goes to he takes the number one world ranking uh, away from Novak Djokovic by playing one game. So that's amazing. Yeah, the one the twenty year old's in really really good form, um, and I think he's an unbackable favourite for the French Open. You know, the, do you remember Michael Chang? Yes, I do. From the nineties, he yep. was actually the the youngest man to ever win a Grand Slam at the age of seventeen. Mm-hmm. And also, do you know who the youngest woman was? I was going to say Steffi Graf. That was Martina Hingis, right era. It was too. It was too. Cunning, we used to call her. Cunning Hingis. <laughs> Having a look at the F1, Red Bull's Max Verstappen won the Miami Grand Prix, the fifth round of the 2023 Formula One Championship at the Miami International Autodrome. Yeah, uh, Red Bull end up uh, going 1-2. Um, uh, Max Verstappen started uh, ninth on the grid. It was his uh, teammate, Red Bull teammate, uh, Sergio Perez, who had pole position. But Verstappen just made his way through the field um, to finish with 1-2 Red Bull. Um, Lewis Hamilton finished sixth. Aussie, Oz, Oscar uh, Piastri finished 19th out of 20. So um, not a great performance for the Aussie, but uh, yeah, it's looking good for Verstappen going into the Monaco Grand Prix. I have to be honest, I didn't actually watch any F1 and I only brought it mm-hmm. up because I wanted to talk about this next bit. Um, one of the this uh, podcaster named Peter McCormack was at the F1 in Miami and he posted yep. a, a photo from the Hard Rock Stadium of this it was meant to be a Wagyu beef sandwich, but it looks more like a bologna sandwich with Vegemite on it. Yeah. And it was 50 bucks. Have you seen some of the other prices? That would, oh, now, I'll quote this just in Aussie dollars. They were selling a prawn cocktail there at the Miami Grand Prix for $741. Like, what the hell? Right? A lobster roll with aioli truffle on a brioche bun cost 667 And a salad of watermelon, tomato, cheese, mint, and blood orange. 370 bucks. And I tell you what, if you've got some money and you want a quick ounce of uh, caviar, it's 593 bucks. Oh what a joke. Who's God. buying that shit? Yeah, but the thing is, who goes to the F... Well, maybe some people do go to the F1 yeah. to eat. But, I, I mean, yeah. I would probably have a malt sandwich, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. An, an ounce for 593 of caviar, it's a lot. It is. But, so sorry, a, a malt sandwich is just beers. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so one. Never heard so. that before. I might use that one, Dan. <laughs> Okay, having a look at the NBA, Aussie NBA player Jock Landale 
has become a key piece of the Phoenix rotation as the Suns outlasted the Denver Nuggets in Game 4 of their Western Conference semi-final series. They did, uh, 127 to 122. And interesting, they have a, a plus-minus ranking system over there. And Jock um, Lonsdale, the Aussie, is plus 16. And that ranks him the highest on both teams. Um, players awesome. and yeah, did really really well. Eight points, five rebounds, one block, one assist. Um, yeah, gave him a plus sixteen ranking. Did really really well. And as you said, be, becoming a key um, part of that interchange system. I just find that the the NBA playoffs into the finals is. If you're an NBA fan, it must be stressful because there's games nearly every day. Mm. There's so many games. And I think it feels like there's a thousand games until June when the you know the actual finals yeah. are happening. It's just it's crazy. It is crazy, mate. Anyway, let's take a break. But in a moment, we'll be talking AFL and NRL. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Having a look at the AFL, Shane, Collingwood has released a statement after the AFL world has slammed the treatment of champion Buddy Franklin at the MCG on Sunday. Yeah, interesting. Um, who would have thought Collingwood being the good guys? Um, it's really, really good to see. They're a, they're a, a changed unit, this mob. Um, the statement was issued by Captain Darcy Moore, who I think is a class act. Uh, Coach Craig McRae, also a class act. And I don't know much about Craig Kelly, the CEO, but... It said, the statement read, um, the club does not support particularly champions of the game, but um, like booing champions of the game, I should say. Buddy is a great Australian footballer. What he's achieved on the field over a long period of time demands a high level of respect. And I thought that's really, really a class act. And he, they basically said to the Collingwood supporters, next time we play, and that's the first time the Swans have played against Collingwood at the MCG for 10 years. Um, if there's a champion playing, we don't want to re- we don't want to treat them like that because every time Buddy touched the ball, they were booing. And yes, he's not playing at his best, but the guy is he's probably going to become number four goal kicker of all time, uh, and he's been an absolute champion. So I agree with that, and well done to the Collingwood Club for issuing that statement. I just can't believe that we can't move on from this. Like, yeah, uh, I kind of feel like you know we we smash the people booing, but they're still part of our human group. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. Like we're yep. still at that level as humans. It's time that uh, we start, you know, being mature and all that yeah. stuff. Look, I, I get it. People, people, I know it's hard for me to say be mature because I'm not very mature. Yeah, no, that's why I said it like yeah, that because I'm yeah, pretty immature myself. But yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Like I don't think booing Buddy Franklin at the footy is. How can you not feel embarrassed doing it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, people go to the football, and it's, it's a, it's a place you can go to take out your frustrations. Yeah, there'll be half the people there who'll say oh, I'm booing him out of respect. You know, and and some of them might be. It just doesn't come across great. But it's it's really, really good to see. And hopefully the Collingwood supporters um, will turn around. They might end up sacking that board because they go, we don't want to become the good guys (laughs) for the competition. It's off brand. We love being being hated. Do you remember? (laughs) I used to remember as a little kid, always at the – because my dad was from Melbourne, so we were always at the AFL. There'd always be one really pissed bloke, like off, you know, 
He should have been. These days he would have been cut off, but just swearing every single word at the ref, you know, while I'm me as a five-year-old sitting there with this old black spitting beer all over us. Mm. Um, you don't really yep. get that anymore, do you? Oh, you do. Depends where you sit. Oh. Um, they, are, they, are, they are much better now. They are much better now um, by trying to uh, sort of patrol and, and, and weed out those absolute idiots and people dob them in and they can do that by videoing someone so with their own phone so people are probably more cautious now but yeah look i don't think we can take it too far you should be able to go and boo and and yell and to a certain extent um and support your own team you just don't be mean by doing it the other way i don't know how big this next story is but i thought it was just a terrific sledge peter sumich has doubled Mm -hmm. down on his extraordinary claims west coast should play one short so drop a player instead of playing Star Jack Darling. Yeah, well, Jack Darling is a, a 265-game veteran of the West Coast Eagles, and there's no doubt if those who have been following the AFL this year, the West Coast are absolutely under the pump. They're getting flogged by often 100 points a game. Um, now, the coach Simpson has uh, really supported Jack and kept him on, even though his form's been so poor. But he's just saying, Sumich is saying, and he's a former legend of the of the West Coast Eagles as well, you know, he, he's run out of credits. He's been given too many chances. We're better off playing without him. One short, so that's a big sledge. Yeah, but he's, he said, saying, he's saying to the point where Jack Darling is making the, the team worse by being on the field. Yeah, he is. He is, and he's saying that at some point, it's great that the coach is honouring and, and supporting a legend of the club, but at some point, you've got to look towards the future. And I have to agree with him on this, on this point. Did you see G- uh, Gold Coast Suns uh. Matt Rowell eating grass on the footy field on the weekend? Like, fuck, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's he do- I'd expect someone eating grass at the Formula One when it rolls 300 bucks. <laughs> You're yeah, that yeah. hungry. But, uh, but uh, I, I, I think he's like, He's uh, trying to become one with the with one with the earth and one with the ground. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, get you get barefoot in the grass and you know you ground yourself with the energy of the field and all that. But he's like having a, a chew on it. Yeah, you don't know what pesticides are on that grass or bloody what fertilizer or whatever. Maybe he's getting a high a kick out of it. But uh, it's very very extraordinary. Yeah, I hope it doesn't hurt his boys downstairs. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Eating fertilizer from yeah, the grass. Yep. Having a look at NRL, the Roosters are reportedly considering an early release for star centre Joseph Suali'i to free up space in their salary cap. I've moved on from the um, the salary sombrero to the interdimensional cap because, you know, if you mm. go interdimensional, you can tuck some in over here. Yeah, gotcha. You know, yeah, gotcha. put some money in that yeah. pocket over there. <laughs> well, Dan, it, it's... There's two takes on this. Um, this is the the boys at 360 sort of commenting and hearing whispers that they potentially want to move him on. Um, Nick Polaris has come out and said, no, he's not moving on. He's going to fulfil his contract. And it's not up to me. That's what Polaris said. It's up to Trent Robson, the coach. Um, saying that, uh, he, he played a fantastic game after he'd signed with the rugby union, that multi-million dollar contract. But since then, he's had a pretty, pretty poor couple of games. Now, that's not necessarily his fault. The Roosters have had a pretty poor couple of games all around the park. So um, I think that they'll give it one or two weeks. And if, and if they continue to get worse, I think they potentially will give him an early release. The thing is, I really feel like there's, uh, you know, there's this talk about bias in the NRL at the moment. Yeah. There's huge bias against Suali'i. Uh, I mean, he, he's an amazing player. The guy's going to be a legend no matter who he plays mm-hmm. for, whether yep. it's union or league. The media have turned on him. They've made him the bad guy, and that's made me like him even more. So, yep. you know, 
I think that that sort of shit needs to sort of be stopped. Give the guy a break because yeah, he's only a young kid. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good lot player. Of talent. Yeah, he is a good player. He's only he's nineteen years of age. Uh, speaking of good players, controversy surrounding Latrell Mitchell and his behaviour on the field oh. uh, during Magic Round uh, in their win against the Storm. This guy can get a headline, can't he? It seems to be week in week out. Now this has fired me up a bit because this made me think. This article made me think about the state of origin and how much now I'm looking forward to it. This came down to the battle. Uh, the um, the Rabbitohs beat the Storm 28-12 to 12 in Magic Round. And this was uh, a bit of a clash between Latrell Mitchell from South and Harry Grant from the Storm. So it's New South Wales versus Queensland. And um, this started with a bit of pushing. Mitchell um, pushed Grant's head twice into the ground and wasn't penalised. Then Mitchell took a high ball. He had one foot on the ground, so legally... Grant can tackle him, and and Latrell didn't like that, and extended his knee into Grant, and then slapped him with an open palm, and wasn't penalised again. So they're saying Latrell gets away with a bit, and he definitely did this game. The good sign is it's going to be a cracking state of origin this year. Can't when wait. is that? That's not far away, right? No, it's around. Um, it's just the start of June, mate. So we're we're only only sort of weeks away, mate. Beauty. All right. Well, that's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Hey there, footy freaks. It's Chris Gale from your favourite rugby league podcast, Fire Up. This week on the show, we have Balmain Benny Elias. He's funny, he's forthright, and yes, he is fired up. Oh, look out, Ben Elias. Why don't you have a listen now? You'll find us on any podcast app. Benny Elias here for Fire Up. Get there.